0: Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I feel like sometimes we get into these flows where we just keep, keep singing the same thing over and over again. And if we're not tuned into what the spirit of the Lord is doing in this place right now then we'll just take it as can we move on can we go to song number three I've got this one heard it on the radio all week I've got it and we forget that these songs that are written are birthed out of the heart of a person in the presence of Yahweh that in their secret place, in their upper room, in their place of unity with the Father, there was something that He put into their heart. And then gave them the ability to articulate into words for the body of Christ. And there's times as, as leaders where they can't move on to something else. Because we are subjecting ourselves Before we come into this place We make the decision Holy unto Holy Spirit Holy unto Yahweh And however He wants to move in this place Whether that bores people Or excites people Whether it's fast or it's slow We are are being sensitive to What Yahweh is saying So I want to just draw this out this morning Nothing is better than Him Nothing is better than Yahweh in the relationship that we have the opportunity to walk in. And, I, and when you have that perspective, everything else seems to fall into place. Because even if I, my world's in chaos, even if I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, even if things don't seem quite right or I don't know how to respond, I can be seated in the idea that He is good. I can be seated in the idea that He loves me and that nothing is better than that. And I'll tell you what the world needs to hear this morning is what was declared. You turn mourning to dancing, you give beauty for ashes, you turn shame into glory. And you are the only one who can. The only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You are the only one who can. I love how, this, how the, uh, the writer of this song goes into a part of this song where he says, I'm not afraid to show you my weakness. My failures and flaws, Lord, you've seen them all and you still call me a friend. This isn't like an altar call type situation where we say, I've sinned and come short of the glory of Yahweh, but you, you complete me. That's all good. But, but in our own lives, this, this inability to say, Yahweh, I just don't know. But if you're a kingdom son. You got to know what to say. You got to be able to know what to say. But you know what? Sometimes what you need to say is, I don't know, but you do. And you, I don't, the word does, the world does not need me to give them more words. They need me to bear the image of Christ. They need me to bear the image of his love, not my words, not my stance, not my belief. They need a people just to turn towards Yahweh and be an example for this world to know that listen, there is nothing like Him. There is nothing, this is, this world has a hunger issue. There is nothing that will bring fulfillment in your life like the presence of Yahweh. And this author is getting to this point when he's talking about, Lord, you, you know that I've had flaws. You know that I don't know sometimes. You know, I don't have the answer, but I know this. You are the God of the mountain, but you're also the God of my valley. So whenever I'm high and things are great and I feel like I've got everything figured out and I'm, things are just running and gunning and it's great, you're God. And when I'm so confused, I don't know where to go tomorrow. You are God. And I've just heard this phrase going through my head all week. Some trust in chariots. And some trust in horses. But I, I will trust in the word of Yahweh. And we have got to stop as a people turning towards the smoke and mirrors of this world and start to turn towards the heart of Yahweh. He's the only one who can. He's the only one who can. Nothing is better than Him. And every time we seem to fall into the place that we need an answer and that we have to have this whole thing figured out, you know what we're doing? Bowing to a system. What's up, Leah? Paw Patrol. We're bowing to a system. We're conforming. We're conforming to what people believe that is the change, is what the change that we need, and it's of this world. It's not of this world. We've got to be different. We cannot trust in the chariots and horses of this day in this world but not of it if we're not of this world whose world are we of there's a different people being raised up in a time like this and you might feel good because you can interpret the weather and say that things are bad you might be able to interpret the weather and say the weather's bad things are bad But you can't see the signs of the times. This is what Yeshua says to his to the Pharisees. You can't read the signs of the times. I'm going to tell you this. The signs of the times are not things are getting worse. If you understood and saw that the kingdom of Yahweh in the midst of calamity is starting to raise up. And there's a hunger being built in his people. And people get all scared when the kingdoms of this world start to shake. But I'm sorry, I thought that was the plan all along. The kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and of His Christ. And we as a people need to learn to shout in the midst of this chaos and say, though there's calamity around me, there's peace and rest within me. Because some trust in horses and others in chariots, but I trust in the name of Yahweh Almighty God. He is Abba, but He is Yahweh. And He is Yahweh, but He's also Abba. He is the answer. And let's make it more personal. You are the answer. I talk about this all the time. Stop bucking off our responsibilities as kingdom sons and daughters and realize that the Bible does not mix words when it says Christ in you, the hope of glory. It can either be words on a page or it can be a lifestyle. You can just read those things and you can quote them. That's all well and good because it needs to be taught. But there comes a time, and I believe this is that time, where people start to activate that which has just been talked about in a day. And there's no greater time and there's no greater opportunity than a day like today. You're the only one who can the only one who can. I think... One of the grossest things I've seen throughout the past couple weeks is the culture, not a culture, the culture of this world, demanding a specific response to a circumstance. Singers, if you guys want to get a seat or take a seat, you're welcome to it. Musicians, hang with me. If y'all want to stay up here, you're welcome to it. I don't know where we're going this morning. I just feel like just ministering out of this posture. But we have, I believe that one of the great calls on my life is to be a part of a family to be a part of a body to be a part of a tribe that does not subject their truth or pull their truth from a world system it's like I always mention the, the angel of Joshua that just says no that won't come down here to fight a battle that was not ours to fight And so whenever I say things, I want to be careful to make sure that I don't sound like I'm enforcing any beliefs or I'm joining up with any political party because I can promise you that would be contrary to what I'm called to. But I've seen people of extreme uh, influence from Hollywood to the church, Christian leaders who have had their hands twisted behind their backs to the point of bowing their knee to a system to respond—not not just the response, but the 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 uh, the way they respond, how they respond, and when they respond. I've seen so many of them double back around and have to apologize because they did not respond the right way quick enough. Now let me start this by saying, what happened to George Floyd, because we all know what we're talking about, what happened to that man was disgusting and terrible and wrong. You can't watch a video like that. You can't uh, hear about that situation and not know that that is absolutely wrong. Any human life like that should not be taken in that manner at all. I don't agree with that in any way, shape, or form, and it's wrong. We have to understand, though, that the, the issue is not necessarily black and white. It's not really race. It's not really race. It's, it's light and fear because I, I, you need to check all of your, st- if, you, if you are putting these stats out there like, well, more white people have been shot by cops or whatever, any of those kinds of things, I'm just challenging us this morning, take that and put it to the side because it's not about if it's real or not. It's not about if it's founded in truth. You've got black mothers this morning that see those videos and are being told that this is the way things are and there's real actual fear in the world. And when I read the Bible, the Bible does not say that a post, a social media stance drives out that fear. It's perfect love. That's what my Bible says to me. And, and we, and we have, but we have this, this idea that we have to say something, uh, we have to, we have to make a stand, we have to say something that's going to show people where we stand in this whole thing. And I just believe that Yahweh has been calling us back to holiness, where we actually get His voice, and we actually get His stance, and we actually get His heart in this whole matter all together. I say all those things about the reason that being gross and everything is because I'm not, I am certainly not saying that that's not real. There is real fear out there. I'm just saying that this culture should be counterculture to the culture of this world. It should be completely, completely, utterly different. And this, this gross thing I'm talking about as far as these different leaders feeling like they need to bow their knee to a system and do things the way that they show them they should do things is wrong. What, ha- what happened to wait on the Lord? It's actually an anti Christ spirit. And why, I'm, why I say that is because it's anti the way Christ would respond. One of the coolest studies you could ever do in the Bible is to go back and read how many times Yeshua is escaping. He's escaping the crowd, he's up, he's up on the mountain, he's by the lake, he's off in the boat, he's walking in the garden. So many times, Yeshua's response is always, well, not so many times, Yeshua's response is always birthed out of, out of holiness. Out of subjecting his heart to what Yeshua, Yahweh's heart is. He always said, I only do what the Father does, what I see the Father do. And Hebrews says that unless you are holy, you can't see the Father. So unless you're separating yourself from this culture, You're never going to see what Yahweh's heart in the matter actually is. And, And I believe that there's a culture, not a culture, the culture of the world. Let me just completely make that clear. I'm not talking about black and white this morning. I'm talking about the culture of this world. The culture of this world is trying to manufacture and attain unity out of something called conformity. And it's wrong. And it's gross, and it's our call as kingdom sons and daughters to respond rightly, but not immediately. Don't feel like we have to respond immediately. We have to join a side, that we have to say something just out of what the pressure of today is. Does that make sense? I've, I've been so challenged by the spirit of holiness. If you weren't here last week, you, you don't know, but you might know, but this this holiness, when you when you hear that term, it's not righteousness. In fact, the the understanding of the, the misunderstanding or the lack of focus, the lack of understanding on the word holiness has, I believe, given this culture, this this people, not this people, the church, an inferior definition of righteousness. So it's an inferior stance. Holiness is about being set apart unto Yahweh. It's about being exclusive to Him and His voice. And that alone has challenged me. Because if I'm exclusive unto His voice, how can I lean into what's going on in this world? How can I respond yet? How are these influential people going to bow their knee to, what the, to the fear of this world, respond out of fear and not faith and holiness? I think it's the mark of a, of a true son and daughter is one who can respond out of the spirit of holiness, set apart, different than anybody else would respond. Let's open our Bibles to 1 John 4. Man, I just feel, I, I feel such a, don't be in a hurry this morning. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get lunch sooner than later. I just mean in our hearts to not be in a hurry. Romans 12 actually says for us not to be conformed. It it says that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. if we go back to what we read about last week Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego or who can tell me their real names that's not fair, Joanne, you hear me all the time you're not allowed to play (laughs) just kidding Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah but if you go back to the beginning of Daniel, Daniel and these boys pulled out of their world, made slaves, offered safety by a king in his kingdom. If they would just eat what he told them to eat and drink what he told them to drink, and in that moment they decided they are not going to subject themselves to a different world, that they are going to remain holy unto Yahweh. And that if you, if you keep reading in Daniel 3, whenever we, last week, we talked about Daniel and the lion's den, but if you think about Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, it's even hard for me to remember to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. But in their story, what is it that they dealt with? Daniel's was prayer. Theirs is bowing their knee. There was a king that created, King Nebuchadnezzar created a, a, a golden statue, and they were told, he was told that if he made the decree that if, if you don't bow to this idol at the sound of the horn, then you'll be cast into the fiery furnace. We're going to get to First John chapter 4 in just a second, but I want to read this part. When Nebuchadnezzar, this is in Daniel chapter 3, verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is this true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? 15 says, Now, if you're ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But, but if you do not worship, you should be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? 16 says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this manner in this matter and that right there is amazing don't feel that pressure today do I stand with brothers and sisters that are in fear? yes but I'm not going to conform to the the methods of this world and respond according to what the world is saying I'm not of this world and there's got to be a people that stand up in holiness and actually birth His righteousness to be counterculture to the culture, the antichrist culture in this world today. The, the things that are happening right now are not solving anything. They might draw awareness and all that, but it's not solving anything. It's happened before, it will happen again. Until we start to realize that this is how Yeshua saw the unity of, uh, unity of the body of Christ. Yeshua said, when asked, saying that when he was told his mother and his brothers were outside, he said, who is my mother and brothers? These are my mother and brothers. Those who seek after the will of Yahweh. He also says it in his prayer that says, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The first two words, we talk about this all the time, this is the answer. It is our Father. Unity can't be manufactured. Conformity is not unity. Unity. Unity in the kingdom is diverse and it's, it's, it's wild. It should be wild. It should not be conformed. The response should be different. The call should be different. But there's one thing that draws us all together. It's the common union in Christ. It's that Yahweh is our father. That Yahweh is our father. That Yahweh is is our Father. Do you hear the unity in that? Counterculture. Yahweh's showing us something. I promise you he's not showing you to do the same thing the culture is doing. I promise you there's not pressure. I promise you if there's not rest and peace in it and you're trying to figure out how you should respond, I'm gonna tell you what your response should be not to respond. If you feel Holy Spirit leading you to respond a certain way, by all means, go for it. But if you don't know, be seated and rest. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Meaning, I don't need to draw my sword in this matter. No No point. It's not my fight. It's not what I'm called to do. I'm holy one to another. Peripoasis. Set apart. 17 says, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, <laughs> some trust in horses and chariots I trust in the name of Yahweh not because of what he does for me but because of who he is to me and it doesn't matter the outcome it matters the the seat of rest it matters who I'm holy unto and holiness is the gateway into the supernatural breakthrough being set apart is going to give you a breakthrough that is supernatural. But the minute you demand to bow to the system for safety or for, no, for, uh, for knowledge or understanding is the moment that you forfeit the right to have supernatural breakthrough. You might have some natural breakthrough, but you're not swinging wide the gate of the supernatural breakthrough that only comes from heaven, that only comes from Yahweh. Remember the song we were singing. He's the only one who can. Not a little bit of us and then a little bit of him. Not all him, but just a dash of us. Just a splash, splash, splash. It's all him. 17 says, if that is the case, our God... Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. 19 then says, The Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression of his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. you all want me to stop because you've heard this story? Just kidding, I'm not going to stop. We need to hear it again. 20 says, And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were... Bound in their coats, their, treasure, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, (laughs) Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Yeah. Prior to the Son of God coming on the scene, there's a revelation there's an experience that takes place by someone if no if someone should not be able to see him, it's King Nebuchadnezzar. But these men chose holiness in the day that it wasn't easy, and it opened wide a gate to the supernatural. And instead of it just being them dealing with their situation, he was in their situation. And that's not just good preaching. That's the truth. That is the kingdom of Yahweh. We can either do things as the world wants us to do things or we can subject our hearts and ourselves to the holiness that he makes available to us. He is holy, therefore we're to be holy. That's what the Bible says. It's not just let's make ourselves holy, let's just make it difficult and make sure that we do enough praying and all that. It says that he is coming to us and saying, I'm holy unto you. I want you. I want your heart. I'm set apart unto you. I'm God, and I'm set apart unto you. He's holy. Therefore, let us be holy. Therefore, let us set ourselves apart. There'll be a standard of righteousness like you've never seen before. See, the the thing is, is that people that that love the talk of that there are no more laws, that it's Holy Spirit writes those laws on your heart. Well, let me tell you something. If you're living in a way that says that you can do whatever you want to, Yahweh is not in that. Love constrains us. There are things that are not okay for this people and, and not okay for you specifically. But it doesn't look like the same for every single person. But we have to subject our heart to holiness. We have to say, Yahweh, how do I live? How do you want me to walk? And what it's going to do is open this gateway to the supernatural breakthrough that Shadrach, Meshach, I'm sorry, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah experience in their day. In a world in calamity that's worshiping an idol, all of a sudden, through this experience, turns their hearts to the Father. Remember, it's not your social media post that turns the hearts of sinners to the Father. That's funny, but sometimes I question if we kind of believe that. Well, they hadn't seen this statistic before. Bam. What? Get some. Just change the whole word. No, it says the kindness of Yahweh leads people to repent or change the way that they think. Metanoia. Metanoia. It's the goodness and the kindness of Yahweh that leads men to repent, to see something on you, to see one walking with you in the midst of fire, to see the rest and peace in you even though you're in a day of calamity, and to say, they're not of this. They responded completely different. They're in the fire, but they're not alone. I can see it by the love in their eyes. I can see it by the fact that they wouldn't pull a sword when they had every right to. And it's this kindness, it's this goodness that leads men to repentance, that leads men to change the way that we think. Yeshua told his disciples to repent for the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand, meaning it's right there within reach. We're at that point they were at that point we are at that point the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand and we have got to change the way that we respond we've got to change the way that we think we've got to come to a place where we will set ourselves apart and it only comes in the day where you're not seen where you're burning to respond where you're burning to make a stand when you're burning to prove that you're right when you're burning to justify yourself and he says come 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 you're thirsty come you're hungry come on confused let's go come on Come to me. I'm the only one who can. I know that chariot is shiny and it's brand new. But I feel like he's calling us to the most uncommon, unusual, deep, manifested trust that this world has ever seen. Unlike you've ever known. He's calling us out of a system and putting us into families. And, and I, feel like, I feel like this has been done with, with this people, and I think kingdom people, is that amazing men like Apostle Ball pulled us out of the spirit of religion and put us into family. And then there's this spirit of politics that is trying to pull us over here and make us feel like we're doing something. Remember, he says, beware of the leaven. Beware of the leaven of Herod and the Pharisees. Not just the Pharisees. Religion today, I feel like, is a little bit obvious. I feel like we can get, now I believe there's a thing called kingdom religion, which we've talked about, that is a little less obvious to all of us. But religion, it's easy to decipher now. And I'm not really called to that. I'm not, really called to the, I'm not really drawn to that. But politics, I think, calls to us. And we, we, we kind of, so we get pulled out of this and we get set in this family. And then we're getting pulled and put into this other world. And I just, again, feel Yahweh going, no, 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 no. Here. Here. Like, stop with the pressure and the need to be seen. Stop it. Trust. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. There's some people that believe that this is a misinterpretation and they actually, it actually, what Nebuchadnezzar was saying was this is the son, he's like the son of God's, plural. So let's read on and see if that's true. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. <laughs> no, he knew what God he was talking about. He wasn't referring to God's. He was referring to the Son, Yeshua, showing up in a moment. He was the lamb slain before the beginning of time. He's shown himself in the Old Testament and he showed himself in the New Testament. And I promise you, he's showing himself strong and mighty in our day. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed nor was, were their garments affected and the smell of the fire was not on them. The stench of this culture was not on them. They didn't just make it through the fire. They came out just as holy, if not more holy. They never bowed their knee, they never conformed. I'm not insensitive to a culture, I'm insensitive to the culture. Does that make sense when I say that? I'm, not, I'm, I'm sensitive to the fear and the, the true, real experience that people are feeling today, some that I would never, ever be able to understand. But I'm, it's not about that. It's about this culture, the, the culture of the world that's pulling and exposing and, uh, and using fear. To push agendas. And I'm just telling you that we are not of that world. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies, and they should not serve nor worship any god except their own therefore i make a decree that any people nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the god of shadrach meshach and Abednego shall be cut in. sorry shall be cut into pieces he still has a little bit of that anger going on shall be cut into pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other god who can deliver like this it had to be a supernatural experience to make a heart like that turn his rage completely 180. Trust. I just, I, I, I've heard that this week. I hear it this morning. It's just trust. Like Take the faith thing out, which I believe is active. It's immuna is the word. It, faith is not stagnant. It's an action. But I hear that that faith never comes if there's not first trust in a day. Like if there's not willingness to set ourselves in holiness that produces a trust that will produce a faith, an action. In this day, I don't believe we're to act. I believe we're to respond in holiness, to set ourselves apart. Proverbs 3, 5 says this in the Passion Translation. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. This is trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. The Passion Translation says trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, with everything that's within you, rely on Him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision that you make. I know I'm heavy Bible reading today, but (laughs) read these words. Stop looking for the next word. Read the words that are written and let them make them alive in your life today. This is not for yesterday. This is for today. It is the living word, meaning it's alive today just like it was yesterday and so much today today. This is so powerful. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. I don't care what you think. Don't rely on those opinions. Everybody has one. Do not rely on your own opinions with all of your heart. Rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Or, or is it the, the knowledge that you got from Google? <laughs> We've thrown experience out the window anymore. <laughs> I've read it on Google. Medical professional now. Um, I uh, I really uh, I know a lot about politics, and I know how to uh, run this world. If you need any information, just come to me. Got it. It's not the knowledge. Again, I, I say that he, if Holy Spirit leads you to make some kind of stance or statement or be in a certain world, great. If you're led by Holy Spirit, great. But always come back to one thing have I desired of the Lord. Make sure that that's where it's founded. Because if you are in that place, He will lead you in every decision you make. Six says, become intimate with Him in whatever you do and He will lead you wherever you go. Be Let's use our words from today. Be holy unto him, and he will guide you. He'll give you that response. Wait on the Lord is not about him. He's here. His presence is here. It's about you. It's about can you be in the stillness? Can you be in the rest? Can you be beckoned by my voice and not the world? Wait on the Lord. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Come on. If you have notes, write down Proverbs 3, 5. And read it continuously. Every time you feel the pressure, just get away for a moment. Got it on your phone, whatever. Read this scripture. Seven says, don't think for a moment that you know it all, for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. (laughs) this isn't about this isn't about just like difficulty like I gotta pull myself away it's that man we are not of this world if we're frustrated it's because we're not of this world if we feel out of rest it's because we're trying to be of a world that we were never created to be of his system is higher His word is higher. His voice is higher. His holiness is higher. His love is higher. Everything that you have need of, that I have need of, that any community, race, nation, color, language needs is in Him. Not our stance. In Him. No. I can't give you my opinion on the matter because I don't really have one. I have... The source, not the solution. I can point you towards the source, but I can't give you the solution. He is the solution. In him is rest. In him is peace. In him is joy. In him is the answer. In him is healing. In him is unity. Our Father, not conformity. Don't think for a moment that you know it all, for wisdom comes when you adore Him with the undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find healing refreshment for your body and spirit. Glorify God with all of your wealth, honoring Him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. What's that mean? It's not just tithe and offering. Elijah asked a woman who said she has no bread she was going to make some so that her and her son can have their last meal and then die he says bring that to me when Holy Spirit leads you to give don't carry with you I'm not going to give of my bread he is the bread of life We have got to come to a place of trusting him with every little bit of increase that comes. I'm telling you, if in the little, little things, this is this is basic Bible knowledge and basic, basic kingdom principles, but he's drawing us back to some of the simplicity of the kingdom. If in even the little increase in your life, if even in the little increase of your peace, if even in the little increase of your joy, you give that to him and say, now, what do you want me to do with this, Yahweh? Because this ain't mine, it's yours. I'd rather have your peace than my manufactured peace. I'd rather this world have your unity than our conformity. I'd rather have your joy than my circumstantial up and down, if the weather's right, joy. I want to be able to give this sacrificial shout of joy that David talks about. So that you come in and bring your joy. And if you honor, this is the access that we get. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. It doesn't make sense. Stop trying to make it make sense. Subject our hearts to the fullness of Yahweh. I had a story that I was going to read, but I'm not going to read it today. I might read it next week, but I'm going to talk about it real quick. This idea that things are getting worse and that we have to do something because things are getting worse is anti-Christ. And one of the, thing that I, one of the things that I have been reading this week is the story of Lazarus. And how impactful it is that Yeshua, knowing that he was dead, knowing that he had fallen ill, decided to wait for two more days. The reason behind that is because in Hebraic culture, they believe that after three days, there was no hope. That the body couldn't be resurrected because in the fourth day, the spirit leaves. Yeshua waits until the fourth day to even show up. So this idea that things are getting worse, therefore the end is near, or therefore it's just politics, it's just the world that we live in, is it that, or is Yahweh about to step in and redeem some things and to show himself strong in the most miraculous, mighty, incredible way in all of our lives? through the unity of the body of Christ he's resurrecting that thing he's resurrecting what church actually is supposed to look like he's resurrecting what the family of God actually looks like and it ain't color and it ain't opinion it's not words it's that we're joined by him his voice our God not mine ours Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Day four he shows up. And it only takes his word, Lazarus, come forth. For the impossible to now become possible. Remember who we serve. Remember who our Father is. (laughs) He is the God of impossible. And the minute that you and I start bowing to a system, we are, we are shouting from the rooftops, really, that we might have some trust, but we don't have all trust in Him. We have a little bit in the chariots, a little bit in the horses, and some in the name of Yahweh. And I'm telling you, it is a call to holiness set apart in every situation, in every moment, in every circumstance, that there's got to be a people, there's got to be a family, there's got to be a body that says, not me. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. No to your fight. I'm not of this world. I'm of his world. I might be here. But the only way that I'm going to make here like heaven is to open the gate, which is holiness, into the supernatural realm. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.